baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk, the 97.7 Terry Waldrop, the edge on a very cold, crisp Wednesday morning. Uh, you guys are out of school or off work today. Uh, thank the good Lord for the weather, but uh, alas, I bet we got to go back tomorrow. But until then, it's snow day part two. Uh, somebody that's not getting a snow day today, gracious enough to come into our Cole, uh, excuse me, I'm in the Colwell Group One Realty Studio. Mark Kramer is at the mothership. Mark, what's up this morning? How are you, sir? Man, I'm warm. I'm toasty. It's not. Uh, I'm it's... laughing at Jake Martin because uh, he has no idea what's getting ready to come with these babies. And <laughs> That's true. You know, I don't know if you heard the end of that. You know, I, he and his wife reported uh, on CBS Sports that the uh, minority partners of the Pittsburgh Steelers, the uh, the non-majority owners, Several of them are petitioning the family of uh, the Rooney family to do away with Mike Tomlin after the uh, the game the other day and their loss in the divisional round to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, there's a lot of minority owners out there without a controlling interest. And uh, there's probably a dozen of them that, that I see, and I could throw the names. The only name that stuck out to me was uh, John Stallworth. Uh, that was the only name that I recognized. Yeah, former but, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, they were not happy. Yeah, they, they were not happy uh, after the Jaguars kicked a field goal to go up 10. Steelers had the ball in the red zone, but, it, you know, they were methodically slow. Ton of clock. I mean, you would think Les Miles was running that one. Uh, throwing the meaningless touchdown uh, with uh, like seven and a half seconds to go. A lot of criticism for, for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Well, the the biggest, there were two fourth down plays earlier in the game uh, that were extremely questionable as to whether to go for them at the time and also the play call. Now, you know, I don't know how much input Mike Tomlin, I believe he was a defensive player when he played. Uh, I don't know how much he has input over play calling over the OC for the Steelers, but the play call was very questionable on both accounts as well as the situation but the biggest one and I said this the other day the biggest one that's one of the biggest bonehead moves I've ever seen a head coach in the NFL make and that was uh, onside kicking instead of kicking the ball deep in that situation you basically cuz you're you go by percentages and the percentages of success for an onside kick in the NFL is 12% well, kicking it deep is kicker uh, Boswell kicked it in the end zone the entire day, and so you figure he's going to do that again, and it would be uh, first down for the Jags on the on the twenty five yard line. <clears throat> Instead, you go put you put it in your defensive hands, try and get them to go three and out, and you get the ball back and try to score and tie the game. Well, he onside kicks. The onside kick was botched terribly. If that's the best effort that they have for an onside kick, it hit a Steelers player 
Uh, it hadn't even gone to five yards, I don't think, and it hit a Steeler player. The kick by Boswell was awful. And so you're basically, you basically give the other team the ball uh, on your side of the field where they only need about 10 to 15 yards to have a field goal attempt. And that's exactly what happened. And that made it a two-possession game, which made that touchdown you were talking about that they scored on the last play of the game meaningless. But if they had not gotten the field goal, it would have been to tie the game at 42, not just make it 45 to 42. Yeah, it's just a bizarre set of circumstances. It really was. uh, you know, it's Mike. Uh, let me ask you this. And when I look at Mike Tomlin, and you guys are welcome to weigh in on this one. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. When I look at my, Mike Tomlin, I see a lot of Pete Carroll. Am I wrong? Um, yeah. And, and let me tell you why. Yeah, go ahead. I, you know, I, yeah. I, well, I see an emotional guy. I see uh, he's really, really good with with certain individual players, getting them to play at a higher level. I think he's good at, uh, uh, and again, it's a short-term, it's not a long, long long-term solution. It's an emotional deal. It's a feel-good, it's it's an in-the-moment thing. Mike Tomlin, one-on-one against anybody, one game, it's like Pete Carroll. Uh, You know, I'll take those guys every time. Uh, Over the course of a long period of time, the emotional teams, uh, t- emotional coaches, typically, as a general rule, especially in professional athletics, don't tend to uh, to measure up. And I think Pete Carroll, I think you're seeing that in Seattle. I think Pete Carroll is an incredibly gifted coach. But I think he has a uh, very short window, or not a very short window, a, a, med- a medium window of effectiveness. And I think you see... Uh, that effectiveness is, is business, law of diminishing returns after a certain point. And if we reach that with Mike Tomlin, I'm not saying fire the guy, but I'm saying some of the decisions that he made, and, and again, we can all second-guess decisions. If they get the onside kick, he's a genius. But when I look at that team and I saw the lack of, of just oomph, if you will, la- lack of emotion, lack of uh, being ready to play that they played with, that goes back to your coaches. And, you know, I've been guilty of that. We've all been guilty of that. Ultimately, that's on your coaches in trying to to mentally and physically prepare a team. That team was flat, Mark. When, when, when Jacksonville came in there and just started thumping them, that team was flat. And it's not like Jacksonville hadn't thumped them in there before. And so that goes to your coach. So does the message at some point for Mike Tomlin, for – Pete Carroll for the emotional guys. Does that message ring hollow at some point? The, you always have to try to keep, and it's very difficult as a coach, as you well know, to try and keep things, your attitude fresh. And I don't mean that in a way that you don't care. I'm just talking about fresh as far as how you get the message across to your players. If you've got a guy that is constantly constantly a yeller and a screamer and, um, you know, it motivates players for a little while, uh, the phrase that I use, that act wears thin after a while, and then people start tuning you out. I think you have to continually kind of change your approach from year to year of how you handle things and people to uh, kind of keep the players guessing a little bit as to where you're coming from. 
your you know your main job is to continue to teach the game and to prepare your team to play the games but as far as how you handle people and situations uh, those are the things that I think has to uh, stay a little bit fresh because you're right if if you've got an emotional guy that's always a rah-rah guy and you know he's always up in people's faces and and demonstrative on the sidelines and all of that that only lasts for so long especially if you have a roster that stays the same for a while you know college is a little different in the respect that you know you may have guys for three years and then they move on and you can kind of use the same thing for three years but when you've got maybe guys that have been veterans on your team and have been there six you know i say five five or more years uh, they get used to it you know they get used to that same old way and the same old message and after a while they learn your ins and outs and kind of after a while start tuning things out a little bit so i think that's a good point yeah kevo chimes in uh tomlin's like the parent that tries to be friends with their kids instead of being the parent right and i don't like that every time and you've heard this a million times terry Anytime I hear, whether it's the media saying it or another coach saying it or a player saying it, when I hear, well, he's a player's coach, that tells me when they say he's a player's coach, that means that, oh, that guy lets us do what we want. So we like him. He doesn't, he doesn't hold us accountable for anything. We can do what we want. That's what I hear every time I hear, oh, he's a player's coach. That's what I think of. Yeah, and, and you know <laughs> – the funny thing is, in our society today, and it's always been like this, it's just not today, but we always go opposite of what we just had, typically. You know, if you fire someone for not being as successful, I'm not even going to say losing because we got guys getting fired. Uh, malarkey guy got fired in Tennessee. I mean, how can you? It's the and first time they've been game. To, to the play, And they won a playoff game. Not only made the playoffs, but won a playoff game. And they fire him. So you can't say it's not for being – uh, unsuccessful. So anytime you replace somebody these days, typically uh, you're going to go opposite of what you just had. In other words, if you have a player's coach and you're not winning, well, the rap on that is like, well, he let the players do what they wanted to. We need a team with discipline. And so they'll go get, you know, a disciplinarian guy. Uh, the converse is true also. If you have a guy that's just like hard nose and, and, and old school, Hey, we well, can't relate to these young players. We need to Which get a players garbage. coach in here. Yeah, and, and you're going to see that, mm-hmm. and they repeat above process. They cycle them out, and you can pretty much put players coach on one side and disciplinary coach on the other and just shuffle the deck and see where they're going to land because they're going to land somewhere else in a couple years. And, and that's especially uh, collegiate sports. Uh, it, well, it's at all levels, to be honest. But uh, I want to talk about, and we're going to leave this, we're going to take our break here. When we come back, Mark, I really want to go into the architect. People are giving Jacksonville no chance. And, you know, obviously Vegas has uh, the Patriots at nine-point favorites, nine and a half, I think, and Vegas is usually right. But I'm gonna, I want to go into maybe some of the reasons they are where they are and don't discount these guys because they got an X factor that nobody is talking about. We're going to talk about it here and uh, it might surprise you. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Mark Kramer, The Edge. The same are brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby is there for you. Give him a call today, 
Uh, 324-1411. What brain dead there for a minute. Back in a minute. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. The new year is here, so let's start something new at Vernon Dodge in Ruston. Starting this year, any new or used purchase from Vernon Dodge will come with oil changes free for life. That's right, your new or used car from Brennan Dodge will come with free oil changes for as long as you own your car. Just our way of saying thank you for the many years of support this community has shown us. And the all-new Jeep Wrangler is just a few weeks away, so don't miss a chance to test drive the legendary Jeep Wrangler. Let's start something new this year at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Washita Valley Making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley. Making good things happen. Are you do? North 18th at Louisville, Well Road at Cypress, Farmerville Highway in Ruston, and rickbreens.com. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Mark Kramer, John Tabor running the show of death here today for us. I uh, hope you're warm and cozy and being safe today. Uh, still some ice out there, but uh, none of the stuff falling from the sky any longer. Uh, this segment brought to you by our friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go Simon Tower Drive next to Nukes in Monroe. Uh, another reason the apocalypse may be upon us. Mark Kramer just sent me an emoji. Uh, is that what you call it, Kramer? That's a uh, that's a bitmoji. It's a bitmoji. Bitmoji. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two old white guys talking about bitmojis. Never saw that one coming. Yeah, my little character's uh, <laughs> dressed in Cincinnati Reds gear. Yeah, well, I, I was going to say that complete with the Cincinnati Reds oh, yeah. and the glass. I mean, it's a very good likeness. Yeah, you can make your uh, you when you set it up, you go through all of the features of your face. And your, you know, your well, you don't have a hairline, but 
uh, your scalp and and your but eye, I could you could your eyebrows I could look and, like Howard Stern on my Bitmoji you I sure could but your eyebrow I mean the the whole deal and uh, then you can you, they have different categories of of uh, clothing that you can put on as well they've got all the different sports uh, jerseys and hats that you can put on they've got other kinds of clothing you can dress them up any way you want so yeah, I stick awesome. with the reds and. Most people have said that mine looks a lot like me, so uh, it, it's 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 very uh, so I did okay. It's a very lifelike uh, animation there. I was impressed. I was very impressed. A couple of uh, people texting Jimmy and Kevo. Uh, we we're talking before. Let, let me give you some some background on the Jacksonville Jaguars. First of all, teams have been around since 1995. During uh, between 1995 and now, uh, they've had eight winning seasons total. Most of them under Tom Coughlin. Yeah, most under, under Tom Coughlin. They have had uh, one winning season since 2007 in Jack Del Rio. And, you know, the thing about the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, they have not went through coaches like uh, John Tabor and I go through pizza. I mean, it's, it's been pretty much they, – they don't change them every other year, which uh, they, they recently they have. But it's been Jack Del Rio, Tom Coughlin. But they were uh, last year three and thirteen. Prior to that, they were five and eleven. Prior to that, they were three and thirteen. Two thousand thirteen, they were four and twelve. Uh, they bottomed out in two thousand twelve at two and fourteen. So let's just say they have not had a very successful run. Uh, enter Coach Kramer, um, December. I'm sorry, January 9th, two thousand seventeen. Uh, uh, one year and one week ago. They hire executive vice president for football operations, Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin is our, is the winningest coach uh, in Jacksonville history. Matter of fact, he's got two Super Bowl victories. And the Super Bowl victories are over literally the smartest guy in football. That's right, Belichick. He, uh, he beat Belichick twice in the Super Bowl. And so is he the X factor? You guys were absolutely right. Is Tom Coughlin the X factor here for Jacksonville going into New England? Now, again, Vegas has him about nine and a half. Uh, there's some reasons for that. The thing that gives me pause if you're a Patriots fan is your defense isn't very good. Uh, not that Bortles is going to put up great numbers, but he's been efficient. Uh, really good running game. It should be, I think it's going to be close for a lot longer than what a lot of people would expect, Mark. And again, the Patriots, they're not designed to blow people out of the water. They never have been. Most of their Super Bowl victories are, are within, uh, well within a touchdown. I mean, I think the average victory is like four points uh, for the Patriots. So it's not like they're blowing people out of the water. They're, they're out executing you at opportune times. I'll go back to the, uh, to the play against Seattle. Seattle has the ball on the on the one-yard line, getting ready to score and win the game. The Patriots intercept the ball. The Butler kid intercepts the ball uh, on that slant pattern. And they interviewed him after the game. There was a timeout taken before the play. And they go, yeah, we knew what their play was. That goes to preparation. That goes to the, to the nth degree of detail that Bill Belichick, whether you hate him, whether you love him, you got to give him that incredible preparation for games. 
Uh, Patriots knew or, or jumped the play, what they thought was going to be the play, and it ended up they were absolutely correct. So Tom Coughlin, again, who has beaten the master twice in the Super Bowl, don't discount the fact that he might go into New England uh, in his position now. You don't think they're leaning heavily on him this week? I bet I would be. Oh, he's uh, definitely. I think that's your factor. Yeah, he's definitely in the meetings uh, with offense and defense telling them, uh, what scheme to to focus on and how to uh, take advantage of them on offense and how to get to Tom Brady, how to put pressure on him, where the weaknesses are in the offensive line, <clears throat> what kind of stunts to run, that kind of thing. And then on the uh, on the offensive side, they're trying he's in there again, kind of probably even maybe giving them some new plays uh, to run that will be effective against the defense. I mean, you know, the New England defense is in the middle to the uh, – towards – from the middle down in pass defense and in rush defense both. So it's not like they're going to come at you with this heavy-duty defense like Philly and, and Minnesota have uh, to where they're just going to, you know, come up and punch you in the mouth on defense. Uh, they've got to play – they've got to play a game in the 20s and 30s uh, if they're going to win. You know, I completely agree. The Jaguars, and you know, this is where Leonard Fournette and that offensive line comes in. The Jaguars' offensive line is is doing really well. If you can run the football, especially in the conditions you're going to have up there, you know, I haven't seen the weather report, but I'm sure it's going to be cold, snowy, and icy. Uh, it's pretty much anything north of Kansas City in the wintertime. But uh, New England known for that. And so if you can control the ball, if you can take some time off the clock and keep Tom Brady on the sidelines, uh, by running the football, I think the better that they run, obviously the better chance they have to win the game. Uh, I, again, I don't see a high-scoring game. I could be absolutely wrong. But when I look at this, I'm not telling you that Jacksonville is going to win the game. What I'm telling you is the lower-scoring game, I think you're exactly right, Coach Kramer, the lower-scoring game is going to favor Jacksonville. Yes. The lower the score is, the better the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think. You know, this 45-42 anomaly that they had in Pittsburgh, that's not going to happen, uh, I don't think. And so I think if uh, if the game is 17-10, to 17-13, 20-14, something like that, uh, I think the Jags have an excellent chance to win that ball game. If it gets to 27-21 to 21 or 30-24, to 24, something up in that area or higher, I think that means that the Patriots are going to be the ones that have the higher of the higher score uh, simply because of Tom Brady. What they're going yeah, to try it, to do there and what they've done in the past against um, really top-notch defenses is that they're going to spread everything out. They're going to go empty backfield a lot and put five receivers out there, including maybe one of the running backs as a receiver. They're going to put them out there, and they're going to make the defense spread itself out so they can't concentrate on just coming up the middle and making Tom Brady uncomfortable. Uh, you're going to see a lot of empty backfield and a lot of quick uh, five- to seven-yard passes and try to let the receivers uh, get yards after the catch. Well, the, the one thing the Patriots defense has done well uh, this year, they've been good inside the red zone. I mean, that's, that's the one advantage they had. And you figure when they get in the red zone now, 
they're going to stack the box with, and they're not going to let Leonard Ford. This ought to be familiar. They're not going to let. They're going to stack the box on Fournette. They're going to make Blake Bortles beat him with his arm. And that's what you and, should do. Yeah, and, and whether that's you know Leonard Fournette at some point. Do you think Leonard Fournette should get a quarterback just at, at some point? I mean, just give him a real quarterback like once. It, it, it might be amazing what that guy could get done. Um, but we're, you know, we were talking earlier with Tomlin and the Steelers and, and the Seahawks and emotion and and decisions and, and players sort of being, um, you know, loose and free. Well, they have another report uh, last weekend, Sunday morning. Seattle Seahawks cornerback Jeremy Lane arrested uh, uh, marijuana and drinking was arrested for suspicion of DUI, according to the Washington State Patrol incident report. So another Seattle Seahawk issue. And at some point, does that just wear thin, even in the Pacific Northwest, with Pete Carroll? And I think it says more about Pete Carroll than anything else. You know, you have to say, well, you know, he can't follow all his players around all the and, time. And he can't. And he can't. He, and, and he even can. a college or high school coach can't do that. But it, in the pros, it goes because they can pick and choose who they get. It goes more to uh, the type of individual that they are acquiring for the team. Well, everything is so emotionally based. Everything is so supercharged. And, and again, the emotional based teams, you can win a game. You can, you can be successful for a limited amount of time. And, and anybody in their right mind will tell you, you cannot play on emotion 100% of the time. It just doesn't work. And that's what Seattle has been built on. It's what Pete Carroll did when he was at USC, and it worked brilliantly until it didn't. Uh, he went with Seattle. It worked brilliantly till it didn't. Now you have a roster that is overinflated uh, with with guys paid way too much money. They're too old. The, the marketable piece of that franchise right now is Russell Wilson, and I think there's a rub between him and some of the players there. Uh so, yeah, you got a hot mess. And Jimmy Graham, since he's left the Saints, you literally can put his face on a milk carton because nobody's seen him. I mean, you talk about a bad career move. Uh, Jimmy Graham, that was right up there with pitch to Kirk Gibson in the World Series. Uh, it has been awful. Forecast for Sunday. I looked it up. Forecast for Sunday for Foxborough, 44 and 33. And partly cloudy. That's tropical. Yeah, that's tropical for Boston for that time of year. 44 and 33 uh, winds west at 10. So, the you know, game time, I think their game is the night game. So it'll be probably closer to freezing than 44. But uh, be around freezing, wind chill in the 20s. Yeah, that's For there, that's not bad. Yeah. That's, could I could mean, be worse. Could yeah, be you got to like that one if you're Jacksonville. Yeah, the forecast uh, today is for – 35 and 21 and snow. So it could be like that. We're going to go ahead and take a break. FSF from Farmable has a, uh, a great text. I want to read that when we get back and, and kind of go into the connection. Mark, you're going to like this one. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, The Edge. Terry Walter, Mark Kramer. This segment brought to you by our friends at Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive next to Nukes. And also our great friends at Spinevale. Valentine's Day, anniversary, birthday, whatever you need. If you just need to get out of the doghouse, this is what you do, folks. You go to Spa Neville, uh, Lemmy Lane, tell them, hey, look, I'm in the doghouse. I need to get out of the doghouse package that Walter talked about on the edge. Hook me up. 
And uh, they will do it, and your recipient will be very, very happy with you. Spondavel, Monroe, 318-805-1060. Spondavel in Monroe, back in a minute. The new year is here, so let's start something new at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. Starting this year, any new or used purchase from Brennan Dodge will come with oil changes free for life. That's right, your new or used car from Brennan Dodge will come with free oil changes for as long as you own your car. Just our way of saying thank you for the many years of support this community has shown us. And the all-new Jeep Wrangler is just a few weeks away, so don't miss a chance to test drive the legendary Jeep Wrangler. Let's start something new this year at Brennan Dodge in Ruston. If your gas gauge doesn't work, you might run out. If your speedometer doesn't work, you might get a ticket. Don't risk either one happening to you. If the gauges in your car don't work, call or come by Dash Solutions in West Monroe. They can fix anything that's broken, and most repairs are done in less than an hour. The solution to broken gauges is Dash Solutions. I-20 at 5th Street in West Monroe. 355-8595. 355-8595. If remodeling your bathroom is on your to-do list, Glassworks of West Monroe makes it easy and affordable. Glassworks specializes in beautiful shower doors and custom mirrors for a -a one-of-a-kind look. From gorgeous custom mirrors in any size to framed or frameless shower doors with coordinating hardware, you'll be amazed at the transformation and the affordable price. For example, search Facebook for Glassworks of West Monroe LLC. Glassworks, making your bathroom new again. Bayou Independent Wrestling is ringing in the new year at the West Monroe Convention Center. It's brought to you by Cassidy Insurance Agency, North Louisiana Title, Rock 106, New Country 92.3 The Wolf, and Sports Talk 97.7. Friday night, February 2nd, doors open at 7, the bell rings at 7.30, with six huge matches on tap, including a tag team match with Andy Dalton and a mystery partner versus John Saxon and Barrett Brown. Then the main event with current TNA star Chase Stevens, battling it out with current champion Vordell Walker from the Southern Title. Other battles include Frankie Thomas, Danny Chance, and Steve Anthony, plus a live demonstration from Bob Allen Dojo. Advanced tickets are $10, 15 at the door. Brought to you by Bob Allen Dojo, Sober Nest Recovery Homes, Professional Land Surveying, Calhoun Groceries, Sandra Fontenot Estates, Cool Pickles, Nell's Towing, El Chili Verde, and Southern Fire and Safety. Get your tickets now at West Monroe Convention Center and Coldwell Banker in West Monroe or call 355-1301. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. 
And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Mark Kramer, The Edge, the second half of the show on uh, Wednesday. Had to think about it for a minute, the 17th day of January 2018. Uh, you're welcome to text in or to give us a call, 888 uh, 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. I like this when... This segment of the show... Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Our, No, I was going to say this segment of our show brought to you by... Uh, Mr. Ben Pitts and G.B. Cooley reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile coast, folks, which is Louisiana Special Olympics. I was drinking water right before the thing. My, my, uh, my mouth was cold, and I was having a hard time enunciating. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> FS Informable. Uh, Belichick and Coughlin both, both coached for Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells' high school coach and mentor was – himself coached in high school by one Vince Lombardi. The Lombardi influence is still around and winning today. Mark, you know, we make a big deal out of lineages and coaching trees and and coaching trees. How important is that, really and truly? Well, if you're with somebody long enough, uh, you're still going to put your own personal stamp. I'm sure you had influences in your coaching career that you've incorporated into uh, not only the way you do things, but the way you handle people, uh, the way you handle your coaching duties, besides what you actually do uh, X's and O's wise and coaching style wise. Um, But I think there's a lot to be said for uh, philosophy that you learn from somebody. Uh, Again, you may change with the times or, or, or go your own way with uh, plays and X's and O's and that kind of thing. But I think you get more from a mentor in coaching that you would use more on personality stuff. And what I mean by that is, again, going back, how you handle your staff, um, how you, what you emphasize in your program, how you handle your players, uh, discipline, your overall, I guess you could say your overall philosophy of what your program is and what you want it to be. Um, you know, mine for better or worse, and I know a lot of people look at me funny. Of course, we're getting to the point now where he's been out along, long enough where a lot of the younger folks don't know who Bobby Knight is, unfortunately. But <clears throat> I patterned my basketball program after the way Bobby Knight ran things at Indiana, not his on-the-court antics and that sort of thing, but the, I've got his, uh, I've got a coaching tape of his actual practice. They just had him mic'd up in just a regular practice, and um, I mean it wasn't staged or anything like that. Uh, it's just a regular practice that they shot one day when Steve Alford, actually uh, the uh, the college coach, when he was playing, uh, it was during that era. But I used how he ran his practices, how he ran his program. Um, That was my main thing that I took from him was he was a, he ran drills and some genius, genius stuff on how he ran practice. And uh, that's what I incorporated into my program. I basically ran a college program in high school uh, is what I did when I was still coaching. Yeah. uh, You know, you know, I'm not sure what I do. I think I'm a combination of a lot. But the older I've gotten, the more I realize uh, I work for my junior college coach who was a Hall of Fame guy. He's like, the, I think, the fourth winningest coach in junior college history. Uh, Lewis Orr, tremendous man. Uh, he's spawned more coaches. Uh, 
you know, that are, that are now Division One head coaches or, or you know, we, we had a bunch of people that came out, including Buzz Williams, who is at Virginia Tech. But Coach Orr would always tell us, and, and I always understood this, Mark, Coach Orr would always tell us, you learn more not what to do about what not to do for me than what to do. Right. So his big thing was act like an assistant coach, but think like a head coach. And he would do some of the craziest things. I remember, you know, we, we had a staff of three, and we would all talk to each other going, what is he doing? You had no idea. And uh, it made no sense. You just had to trust him that that was the right thing to do, even though as an assistant coach, you're going, man, there's no way I'd ever do that. And when you get to be a head coach, you do exactly what he did because it makes so sense. much more sense. Right. Uh, you know, that one chair down the, down the bench, and this is true in any sport, you know, as an assistant coach, especially at the collegiate level, you have an opportunity to be exceptionally close with the kids. You recruit them. You're the lead recruiter. You uh, you do so many things with them. You're not necessarily their friend, but you're, you're the closest thing you got. You're an advocate for them for the head coach. When you become head coach and uh, that one seat down the bench, now you're the jerk that's keeping them out of the NBA because you're deciding playing time and discipline. and, and all, you know, Now you're the, you're the uncool parent. You're the disciplinary parent. Uh, but you do. You learn a lot of tendencies. You, you take the things that w- you feel work. You add to your own. You have to blend it into a uh, a workable, manageable theory. We see so many coaches now that don't really have a, a philosophy. or And I talk to my kids. I think they get tired of it. I think they always have. So much philosophy about this is the way you approach this situation. This is how you approach uh, a problem. This you, you, know, you handle things directly. You don't let things linger. Little things become big things. And so, you know, going back to the Vince Lombardi thing by FS, Vince Lombardi's still, you know, philosophy still around today. Bear Bryant's still around today. Um, it, it's just a, it's an important thing. And a lot of these programs that are successful, and, again, I'm not talking about a flash in the pan, hey, we won one, one season, one game, whatever. I'm talking about people that stand the test of time. When people or an organization stand the test of time, there's core values in every one of those that are very similar. Would you agree? Yes, very much so. And people that don't stand the test of time, I think there are values is there as well. Um, you know, show me a player's program in any sport. And, and I'm just throwing it out there. I haven't done research on this. I'm just doing this off the top of my head, and I can't think of one. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there to our, to our listeners. Show me a player's program over the course of time that has achieved the apex in that organization, division, sport, and has consistently stayed there. Can you think of any, Mark? As far as now what a player's program? What do you mean? An emotional based program based on hey we want our players to be really happy oh you know, no. it's all about our players i, I just i can't no. seattle is the only thing that comes to mind and and that thing is in flames right now yeah no i can't think of one that's you know that stayed there for a long long time you know maybe kentucky with calipari could you could you say that's a player that's more of a hybrid but i would say yeah i would say that's more of a hybrid because it, his is more with the one and done philosophy more so than it is, uh, quote, being a player's coach, because he doesn't have the guys more than one year. So you can, you know, if you're a good player, you can tolerate anything for one year. I mean, technically, they only have to go to school for one semester uh, to be able to play. So it's not really something that they're investing in as far as that. They're, 
the big time college programs for a really good basketball player that's probably going to go to the NBA anyway is just more of a conduit to the NBA than some place that uh, he really invests in. And there's simply not that many of them that are going to go to the NBA. That's that's the misleading fact that everybody sort of loses their mind on. Guys, there are not that many people that are going to do that. Well, you look at so many uh, of the one-and-done people, uh, so many of them uh, are in the league maybe one or two years as backups, and then they end up either going to Europe or they're out of basketball or they're in the D-League uh, because um, they either came out too early or weren't ready or weren't really as good as they – thought they were when they came out. And you don't hear the media, the national media, doesn't cover the sad stories that is the majority of the stories of guys that don't make it and end up not finishing their their college time and, um, you know, end up in poor circumstances uh, for their lives. You don't read about those 19, 20-year-olds that don't make it because, as you said, of the guys that come out, the the amount that actually make a roster and stay there for a year or two even is very, very small. Yeah, and it's just it's, it's misleading. I think so many people are, are ill-informed by nefarious scouting services. or Family. Or, or family. You know, everybody's got an uncle that knows somebody that played professional basketball. Well, the family's, you know, just, I, you know, the family's just the worst. Because yeah, most of the time, you know, most of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time, uh, the family's telling them they're the greatest thing since sliced bread, and uh, a lot of the other. Fam- and they are, and they are for that area, right? For that area. And people just don't get it. You know, it's funny because you know, again, I'll go back to the Ball brothers in Lithuania. Have you? I, I've seriously sat down and watched some footage of those games, uh, and I would encourage you to do it. I'm telling you, back in the day. The Swartz Rec Center with Billy Justice, with myself, with Johnny March. And I could throw Bubba Bay. I could throw all these guys out there, the Cupid brother. Warren Guerrero. Well, no, we wouldn't let Warren play. He was a baseball guy. Uh, Literally, it was a higher level competition than what the guys in Lithuania uh, are are providing. I mean, this is not Lithuania's high level, Mark. This is literally the Swartz Rec of Lithuania. The coach sells meat out of the trunk of his car to the players. This is uh, this this is bad, uh, like ABA, where it's like, you know, Ray Ray and JoJo, and they go down. I mean, it, it is awful basketball. And the fact that LeVar Ball tries to explain that this is great competition, this is better training for his son than going to UCLA, one of the most world-renowned uh, academic institutions, and certainly not a bad uh, basketball reputation either, and then the 16-year-old could be in high school in California uh, playing against much higher-level competition. But no, the Lithuanian league where you can't pronounce any of the names, uh, everything smells like cabbage, and, uh, you know, I think you have reindeer Uber drivers. Uh, literally, you're trying to convince us that that's a good deal. I encourage you to watch some of that. It is awful basketball. So... That said, we're going to go ahead and take our last break. We come back. Uh, An interesting thing from uh, an LSU signee or LSU commit uh, came out the other day or yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, It sheds a little light maybe into Matt Canada and the worst-kept secret in the world that he would not be back 
for the Tigers' 2018 season. You know, this is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Mark Kramer, The Edge. This segment brought to you by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Back in a moment. And all over the place, singing, we will, we will rock you. Do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford. Start the year off right with these huge discounts at Jim Taylor and Rustin. Get 12000 off MSRP on a 2017 F-150, a 2017 Edge, 21987 a 2017 Fusion, 18987 a 2017 Focus, 12987 And come see the all-new 2018 Expedition. If this tag is on your car, you know you got a great deal and great service at Jim Taylor, Ford, Lincoln, in Rustin. Price plus TTNL dock and notary fees. Stock number 17182, 17339, 17528, 17632. Must finance through Ford Credit with approved credit to qualify. Listen up, folks. At Greg Tillers in Bossier City, we have five new triple wides in stock. Come help us celebrate our 40th anniversary and save thousands. On a manufactured home, we'd love to take it on trade, and we will give you top dollar. See us today at Greg Tillys in Bossier City. Washita Valley, making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley, making good things happen. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals, and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on 97.7 North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's the edge with Terry Waldrop. And welcome back to Sports Talk 97.7. Waldrop, Kramer, Tabor, the trifecta of death, if you will, closing down the edge here on a Wednesday. Uh, Mark, uh, my buddy Scott sent this to me. And uh, Terrace Marshall is the, the wide receiver out of Parkview, uh, Parkway High School, I'm sorry, in Shreveport. They got hurt the second week in the year. I think he yes, was the top tours receiver in the state of Louisiana. Yeah, uh, I think he was number Q&A one in the country. Yeah, yeah, they did a little Q&A with him, and I, and I thought it was pretty intriguing. Uh, you know, they, they've asked him questions, you know, what was the what ultimately made the difference for you at LSU? And he goes, hey, LSU's really at home. I was an LSU fan growing up. It's every kid in Louisiana's dream. Um 
you know, and, and all those things are great, but he had an interesting answer. Um, the question was, what did it? What was it like seeing the Matt Canada situation unfold after you had already signed? His answer <clears throat> directly, they had, they being LSU, had already told me that after you sign, it's going to be Coach Insminger is the offensive coordinator. And then the question, the follow-up, well, he was a huge part of your recruitment. What was Coach Insminger's sell to you? And Marshall said, he was telling me they were going to feed me the ball. In college, they give the best player the ball. If I can go in, work hard, and show them the best, I'll get it. Interesting that uh, they're having, and they're absolutely having to light backfires on the the uh, Insminger and Matt Canada situation. Interestingly enough, did you see that Matt Canada did, did not get the uh, the job at Rutgers? Uh, the McNulty guy got it, uh, who was a former offensive coordinator uh, at Rutgers years ago. And I, I want to say he was with Seattle this year as the tight ends coach. Not Seattle, uh, blah, 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 San Diego. I believe he was with San Diego this year. As the uh, And he's been uh, in the NFL and he's kind of bounced back and forth. But uh, still out there, Matt Canada. But what's your, what's your take on uh, – on the remarks of the young man, I thought it was a, a very telling thing that, that LSU had already explained that to him. Yeah, that means that, you know, you know as well as anybody, Terry, because you've been through it, uh, all the back-channeling and stuff that's done. Sometimes the public finds out about or they announce, either the public finds out about it or they announce the hiring. Sometimes a month after a deal is actually brokered, uh, because of certain circumstances, they can't leak it or let it be known that this is going to happen and this particular person's going to get fired and this particular person's going to get hired. Uh, so I think it is telling that they said that ahead of time. I'm also surprised that the young man would come out and say that uh, because that kind of uh, puts a little bit of an egg on LSU's face as far as uh, how they proposed you know, if you listen to any of the what we ran last Friday on the sports company when we ran that press conference, part one and two, where uh, of the Coach O. Ensminger news conference, <clears throat> where somebody says, well, did you guys talk to other people before hiring Coach Ensminger? And Coach O. says, oh, yeah, well, yeah, I called around the country and we talked to, you know, other people and and uh, different things for we, but we just knew we had our guy right here. Okay, well, did yeah. you really do that? Or did you no. know a month ago that you were going to hire him anyway? So I don't know. It just, it just, uh, you know, it's just kind of like you hear policemen tell uh, potential perpetrators, hey, if you're lying to me, you're just going to have to think of another lie to cover up this lie. And then you're going to have to think of two more lies to cover up those lies. And it's just a vicious circle of lies. So after a while, when you start hearing something like that, you just kind of wonder, well, you know, how much was really true that they started telling us a month ago? What's the old Hitler quote? Tell, tell the biggest lie you can. Tell it as much as you can. And at some point, people will start believing it. Right. And it becomes truth. Yeah. I don't think anybody outside, literally people that bleed purple when you cut them, believe that Ed Orgeron was your first choice at LSU. Nobody's going to believe that. Uh, you, know, you know, whether he does well, whether he does not, you know, that that's another story in itself. That's another opinion. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was telling that uh, that they had already lit this backfire and why they left uh, 
him in place, Matt Canada in place for the bowl game, you know that certainly had to be a rub. If you know I'm leaving and, and uh, I know I'm leaving and we don't get along, it could be problematic. Look what uh, Saban did last year with Kiffin. That was a that was a, a situation where it was not conducive in Saban's opinion for him to win. And so he jettisoned him. Uh, he's done the same thing with McElwain. He allowed them to stay a coach. Uh, the kid that's going to Tennessee this year, he allowed him to stay a coach. And it worked out. But the fact that you kept him, and now you're going to search the country, and this is the best you can come up with. And the guy might be a great coordinator. I get he's from Louisiana. I get he bleeds purple and gold. The guy's immensely qualified. Uh you know, he's been a coordinator for a very, very long time. Uh, but it goes to the recruiting circles. I'm not sure how that works. Uh, hey, we're going to throw you the ball. If you're the best, you're going to get the ball. Well, that's 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 true in any case. Uh, again, the question going forward for LSU in 2018, like it's been for every other year for the past decade, is uh, who you're going to get to throw the ball. So Quarterback play. Uh, I think LSU fan, Mark, this year coming in, I think LSU – is uh, is behind the eight ball by, with a lot of fans, as always, but even more so after these couple hires. Is, is, or, is that accurate or no? Yeah, I think so. And, I've, you know, people that are regular listeners to your show and, and also to the sports company know that I've said for years, and I will continue to say until they prove me wrong or prove otherwise, not prove me wrong, but prove otherwise, that they have got to have stable – quarterback play to make the because they get the best athletes at the running back and at the receiver position that is a fact they can get basically whoever they want to because the LSU name has a lot of stroke in high school football throughout the country not just locally not just in the south but you know they can get players from California and they can get players from Michigan and and Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Florida and places like that, but the quarterback position has got to be uh, performance heavy and stable for LSU to go beyond just a, a nine and three season and go to a medium bowl game, which has been you know basically where they've been the last few years, and then have their NFL bound players not play in their bowl game, you know, which is another story that you know I don't think a lot of. Uh, you know, pretty much abandoning your teammates. I understand why they do it and all of that, but boy, I'll tell you what, I sure had a lot of extra respect for Darius Geis to go in and play in the bowl game, and he played hard. You know, I mean, he put it all out there on the field uh, against Notre Dame, and I had a lot of respect for him by by kind of going against the trend of, of not playing after uh, your program and your teammates giving you all of the support for all that time, uh, he gained a lot of respect in my eyes by doing that. Yeah, and that's a trend uh, of not playing and in it's the a, bowl games. It's a bad yeah, trend, in my opinion. That. Yeah, we're, we're starting to see that. Been a fun show, Mark. I appreciate you stepping up to the plate. Jamie texted in a minute ago. He's listening. He said it's much more uh, professional uh, with you on the show. And, you know, we've, we, we've not went down any rabbit trails that Jamie and I tend to go down. I don't think we've offended anybody, and so I guess that's a good thing today, maybe. I keep you but, on the uh, rails. Yeah, indeed you do. <laughs> and Jamie, um, like the Pied Piper, just, you know, and, you know, it's not it's not hard to get me off the rails. 
But Jamie does that. Uh, man, there are 300 ways that he does that every time he comes in. But at any rate, I uh, appreciate uh, you the last couple of days. We will Thanks, not bro. have an Ed show tomorrow. Hopefully we're back on Friday. I think the Lady Texters are, are playing tomorrow. But thanks to our sponsors, GB Cooley, uh, Spa Avail, our friends at Vantage, uh, the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union Hotline, Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design, and the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere, folks, in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. For John Tabor, for Mark Kramer, I am Terry Waldrop. Thank you guys for joining us. Aloha. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday. Missed it? No problem. You can catch the podcast on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. We live